0: Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get
1: this party started?
0: This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and in inches while becoming more confident, and a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster.
2: people how to take those experiences and turn them into powerful stories where they can in turn do podcasts, they can do blogs, they can be from the United States and talking on an Australian news station. Like there's lots of options out there. (laughs) It's going back to the subconscious mind like people don't realize that's our computer. So people upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I realize that as things change, you have to upgrade. Like, you have to see the world differently. And as you said, you got to own your truth. That's where you have to eliminate the excuses. You got to make that game plan and say, for me to get to that point to where I'm not on the side of the road questioning my life's decisions, these are the steps that I have to get past. That should keep you up at night. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. You have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. You've got to know your worth. All right, happy Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to episode number 28 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. All right, so we are almost to the end of 2020, and for most people, it's been one kick in the face after another. The entire globe, 7 billion people were affected by this pandemic. And so many things have happened over the course of of, of the year. There has been some good, there's been some bad, there's been ugly, there's been tragedy. But I'm bringing on a guest today who happens to be a chief obstacle buster. That's the first one that I had on the show. That's a chief obstacle buster. And that's how I know I'm finding the best people to come on this show, because I have the best titles. Like the last four have just had phenomenal titles. And my guest today is no different. So. Getting back to the struggles of 2020, we've had wildfires burning out of control. We had the global pandemic, the U.S. election. That in itself was stress. People just tearing each other apart over left or right or whatever else. Racial division, protests, rioting, anti-police demonstrations, social distancing, mask wearing, lockdowns. Oh, my Lord. It's been one thing after another. So amidst all the chaos, though, people are thriving. In the question, every this thing keeps muting me, and I don't know what the last thing I said was, but it muted me, so I'll just pick up where I left off. So amidst the chaos, people are thriving, and the question is how. So joining me to discuss this how, as I said earlier, is Chief Obstacle Buster herself, gail Sussman miller and gail works with stressed women leaders and their employees who feel depleted by the uncertain world of work and who have lost their career joy so let's give her a big round of applause Yay. Yeah. <laughs> see i told you i'm loud
1: <laughs> hi robert this is great doing? I haven't had anybody celebrate my title like that ever.
2: <laughs> I saw that. I was like, that's awesome. Because, you know, you get the same old titles, you know, CEO and president, vice president, co-chair. I like yeah. this. I like this. Chief Obstacle Buster. That's solid. <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right. So, how, so glad
1: how, to be with you.
2: Good. Glad to have you. So how, how long have you been doing what you're doing?
1: About 19 years. It's a long time.
2: Nice. All right. And how did you choose this field?
1: You know, I think it chose me. Um, It's a fun story. I, I have to go back. I always picture life as like going down a hallway and you go through a door and then you go down another hallway and another door. So now I'm going back through all the doors. Yep. So I uh, met the man who became my husband did a, women's personal growth weekend and maybe six months later saw one of the women who was on staff there and I was going through a rough time. She said, maybe I can help you. I hired her. She helped me a great deal. I didn't know that she was a coach. I didn't know what a coach was. <laughs> I learned what coaching was by being a client. Yes. And then while working with her, I got, uh, I came back from my honeymoon to being laid off. And I decided to go become a coach because it felt right. And I don't know how many people can say this, but I felt like I came home to a profession that was designed only for me. It's, nice. it's who I have been my whole life.
2: So now describe that feeling.
1: Uh, well, <clears throat> the more me I am, the more I succeed. Yes. The I had been, I would say, common to so many people. I chose my college degree because it was the thing I least disliked. It wasn't that <laughs> I knew, oh, I'm called to do this. So I got a bachelor's in education. Okay. Then I came out of school uh, in 75 when it was very hard to get a teaching job. And I went and did other things. Yes. And it was just living for Fridays. I would say that's all my life was, just... This is reasonable. This is okay. This is, and this is the most you can hope for.
2: Yeah.
1: And then when I became a coach, just going through the coach training, it was like my, actually, when I was in education in school, I got straight A's, but it wasn't from studying. It was natural.
2: Yes.
1: And then becoming a coach, it was natural.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And especially, I think, as a woman, I tapped into a lot of intuition and uh, instinct. The right side, the feminine energy, right brain, and my very deep empathy and passion and and deep, deep love. My mission is to spread as much love as possible in the business world as I can, helping people first to be self-compassionate. So when you're doing work that every aspect of it delights you, and then- you know, yeah, you got to do some accounting and you got to do, do some stuff you don't like. But the yeah. when you're with the people you want to be with, and I love speaking and I just love helping people. It's That's career joy. That's what it is.
2: It's the reactions. Like when people flip that switch, whether it's fitness, whether I'm helping someone in their business, or even just helping my kids accomplish something. It's just like when they, when you go from, from just like helping them struggle to sitting back and watching them blossom. Like that feeling is incredible. That's why I like doing what I do. That was why I was asking you like, what did that moment feel like? For yeah. you? Yes.
1: Yes. And it, and I just, someone just connected with me on Facebook messenger yesterday. I haven't seen her in at least 12 years and she's telling me something that I taught her and she just quoted it back to me and it has helped her. Yeah, that's that's I've got goosebumps telling you and it's it's leaving a legacy. It's knowing that you made a difference. I think it's what we're here to do, whether we get paid for it or not. I think, yes, we can't build a barn by ourselves. We could get all four walls laying on the grass ready to go up. Mm -hmm. We we're meant to be in community. We're meant to do things together.
2: And I think one big misconception with social media is people are so worried about followers and likes and shares and everything. But in situations like that, that's the real beauty. Because several years ago, this woman I went to high school with, like I hadn't haven't heard from her in over two decades. And she just inboxed me this one day just saying I helped her. I helped inspire her to lose 35 pounds. And like, wow. Never comment comment on anything. Never reached out for guidance, but she just watched everything that that I posted. So, like I always tell people, it's not the people who actually follow you; it's the ones who don't, and you're still inspiring. Right. Yes,
1: yeah, That's yeah. Incredible. Well, and even even well, pre COVID, I'm not going to grocery stores right now. Haven't been since March. But yeah, the way you show up, everywhere you show up, how you treat the people who come to repair your electricity in your house, how you connect with um, even the aggravating technology calls when you call for help, which I hate, how you treat everyone. That's, it just comes back to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it earlier. It's, it's how you treat yourself. It's like you watch some people that just seem to have such an ugly persona and it and it mm-hmm. starts it starts because they have unresolved issues inside. You know, yeah. and-
1: it's um uh, that's so true. There's there's an expression I love. You spot it, you got it. When yeah. you when we sure. see something in someone else and it triggers us, mm-hmm. very often it's because we have that. It's yeah. a side of us that we prefer not to look at or we hide or we stuff it. Um, when we get, when we're, when we're hangry and when, or when we're just triggered by something, it could be an old memory, but it's easier to spot it in someone else. Cause we don't want to see it in ourselves.
2: Yes. Yeah. A good example for that too. is like buying a new car. Like I drove a beat up van for 11 years <laughs> and then I bought a new Mazda and then like, you just see every single Mazda ever, whenever you're driving, it's like, oh my God, everybody <laughs> has these things. Yeah. So it's that same thing. I I couldn't have told you what a Mazda 6 looked like before I bought one. (laughs) So so like, yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. All right. So 2020, like right, right from January was just one thing after another, after another, after another. So first and foremost, Mm -hmm. how were you affected at all in the beginning?
1: Well, that's interesting. There's, there's two pieces that that just thought I thought of. One is um, after an entire lifetime as a Chicagoan, my husband and I moved to the Florida to Sarasota, Florida. in oh, my October.
2: There.
1: Yeah. oh, yeah. Wonderful. Then yeah. <laughs> you, you probably know it's a pretty nice place. So middle of October, literally we moved our stuff came end of October and then it was unpacking. So we really didn't get to meet people. So now we still really don't know people here.
2: Mm. Uh, Feeling
1: a little isolated. We had hoped to go to Chicago over the summer. We weren't planning on 12 months here all year long. Yeah. But March 12th, we were were due to go to Chicago to find an apartment to rent for the summer. And I was literally had my feet in a tub of water getting a pedicure. (laughs) (laughs) wondering about this COVID thing and trying to figure out, should I even be letting this person touch my feet? I don't even know how is Mm -hmm. this disease spread. Yeah. Wondering in in fear with so many people, what can I do to help? I can't sew masks. I don't know how to sew. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I don't know how to help. And then all of a sudden, like, like the V8 commercial, I went, Oh, my gosh. All the coaching I do is to raise consciousness and to help people manage and understand their emotions. Yep. I can really help. So while sitting there, I grabbed a little pad that I carry and I was writing out a workshop format and thinking, yeah, and then I'll teach that and then I'll teach that. And a week later, I, I wrote to one of my clients, the CEO of a company. I said, do you think your employees need help? increasing calm and resilience during these crazy uncertain times. And she said, yes, a week later I delivered it and I've been delivering it ever since. Nice. And so I really went deeper than just career down to how we, that's what emotional intelligence is, is being aware of and understanding our emotions and then using that as information to help us in, in our relationships and the kind of conversations we have. So it's been, you know, I've worked from home for 19 years. That was a big adjustment for some people who were fortunate enough to work from home and yeah. had to adjust. Yeah. It still was different. Literally looking outside the window and think that this disease is out there and I have to modify all my behavior Yeah, The limitations that people have gone through and the losses, real losses of people, businesses, money, health, and the way that we continue to live in limbo. When will this happen? When will the vaccine be available? When can I go see my grandchildren? All these things that are on hold are in limbo. And limbo creates its own loss. I learned this maybe ten years ago. Yeah, it brings yeah. grief, grief symptoms with it: irritability, anger, denial, and exhaustion. That's the biggest thing. There's sort of no escaping this. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a challenge.
2: How much How- do you think the election process played? Like, not to turn this into a political talk, but like, yes. I'm, I'm thinking back to Letting the. Yeah, I'm thinking back to the swine flu outbreak. Now, whether people liked him or not, Obama was very well-spoken. And he was always up there just giving people hope, giving people hope. And throughout this process, we didn't really have that because the two parties are at war with each other. So do you think that played a role in people's mental mental health?
1: I do for a couple of reasons. Um, One is just simply the reaction from watching the news. Yeah. And it became the biggest thing that I encouraged people to monitor and to limit or to read their news rather than listen to their news because
2: I can do a whole podcast on that topic.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Sportscasters are trained to make it controversial and to make it scary and to upset you. Yep. And it works. Agreed. And then, then, you know, in the beginning of COVID we were just, staring at our tv but the daily even now months later to keep seeing those numbers in the corner yeah cases deaths um every channel seems to everything's breaking news and it's the 10th time they've told it to you it's not breaking news (laughs) yeah so that piece and then the news just reminds you and exaggerates this is what this side is saying this is what that side is saying I've seen I've seen some ugly conversations in Facebook between family members who later apologized. Yes. Yes. The division, yeah it's we didn't need that on top of it's just it's like whatever I've thought about this, whatever weakness we had in boundary setting or setting limits for ourselves, whether it be food, exercise, um, watching TV, staying up late, not taking care of ourselves, tolerating things, all those boundary setting examples. Wherever we had a weakness before COVID, COVID just layered on a ton of weight on top of us and exaggerated or magnified those kind of loose boundaries that we had. Yes. It's it's, it's um an un an extra pressure none of us have ever had to live with.
2: Yeah, what it did for me Cause coming out of twenty nineteen, like my father had passed away mid November, and mm, and good. and it's like and that and it's it's okay though because he's not going through this, you know. So there's people who are losing loved ones that can't be with them. They can't have funerals, you know. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. so that definitely makes it it makes it easier that he had three generations around him when he took his last breath. You know, so it's like he had Planet he had a good ending. Yeah, he he would have suffered if he was still here now. So but but once he passed, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to to be to be who I'm supposed to be, you know, because like I, I was doing OK for myself, but I always had bigger dreams. And as I would sit sit there, you know, by his hospital bed, we we, we would talk and I tell him my plans and everything. And so like when he passed, it's like, all right, you know what? It's game on. And I went to work and I started putting things in place and had systems in place for the gym. I got had speaking gigs lined up for March and April. I'm like, 2020, this is the breakout year. And here came the Rona. <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> even when it first like when it first started too, I was thinking about like I said, the swine flu, the bird flu, West Nile, Tripoli. Like this stuff every single year. So it's like, yeah, here we go. Another decade, another, another plague. But then it's like, you start seeing everything unfolding. It's like, um.
1: this is not the same.
2: It keeps muting me, all right? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just different. And, but then once my gym closed and then once I lost all the speaking gigs, I was like, this is on me. It's like because even though I created something, they were able to take it away. <laughs> so so my takeaway was I need to create something that they can't take away from me. you know so like that just shifted everything for me. It's like yeah, it was a d- difficult year in my gym I'm down like six sixty percent revenue, you know, so it's like I, I definitely took a hit, but yeah, but I pivoted you know, like I've been speaking virtually. In the US and Australia, I'm speaking on other people's stages. I have a big event coming up in two weeks. I got a big event coming up in February, but it's like I completely went went to work. But I know we're here to talk about those that haven't. So, in your well, I just
1: want to acknowledge you, though, that you could have sat there and just blamed. Yeah. And and no one would blame you for saying, all right, this is all gone. This is what I planned. Uh, this that's been one of the silver linings. I'd say even for me, that there's such, the creativity that you grabbed onto that you saw it that you said, all right, how can I be virtual? How can I still get my message across? It doesn't have to you know whether we're weightlifting on virtually or I've got them in the gym. that's yeah. pretty amazing. That's a big pivot.
2: Yeah. Well, I told them like a lot of people started doing free, free classes. I'm like, your gym is closed. It's like, if you do free, how you have bills to pay too. So what, what I told people, like you can go to YouTube and get free videos, but yet you come to pay me. Like you pay me for accountability. I said, and you're still getting yeah. it, the accountability, whether it's in the gym or whether I'm you know, on your TV, in your living room, you know, you're you still getting the accountability.
1: Well, and, and I'm sure you customize it's, yeah. it's You know, that's the thing I love about personal trainers. I haven't worked with one in a few years, but they know if your energy is low or maybe one you've hurt your arm, how to adapt. Yes. And I think it's just great. I'm so glad I'm happy for you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. All right. So back to you. All right. So, like, so what, so like in in the beginning, in the first save, in the first quarter of the pandemic, like, what kind of people were you dealing with? Like, what, I I should say, what kind of things were your clients dealing with?
1: Well, if I take it in phases, I'd say that first two months for sure was most of my clients, um, how to get through the crisis stage, being in crisis mode. And bringing their job home. Yes, I, I was. My clients are really blessed to be able to work from home. Um, getting the right technology set up, all of the mechanics. The more challenging things emotionally were setting up ways to deal with family. Um, I had one client who had five people in the building in the in their physical structure in their house, taking care of kids, especially young kids. Yeah, setting up some some type of structure schedule, you know, when your computer is maybe only 10 feet from your bed, a lot of workaholism. Um, at first, some of my clients, and I work mostly with women um, executives and leaders, they were thrilled to give up their commutes. Like, yeah. Oh my God, i just gained three hours. Well, guess what? <laughs> they were working those hours they didn't keep them for themselves yeah, and they lost their alone time mm. commute time was alone time first yep. and for so many women the minute they get off their computer and walk through their office door if they're lucky to be in an office or a separate bedroom they've got family waiting they've been waiting to give them something solve this problem do this for me mm-hmm. give me a hug. love me yeah so I'd say those early days were adapting, a lot of adapting, getting set up, maybe still at the dining room table on uncomfortable chairs and just trying to figure out how do I get my job done.
2: So and, did you hear, sorry, did, did you hear this one? Because like, you know, I work with mostly women too. And what, what I heard a lot was adjusting to the husband being home. usually he gets up showers eats breakfast and he's gone for like eight hours a day
1: (laughs) that's funny yes i know i have a feeling that the divorce lawyers could be very busy right now yeah um i hope not but yeah i'm i'm really really blessed in that my husband and i um have only gotten stronger together during this this is that's the magnifier. That's where things get magnified so much closeness. Now I don't tend to need a lot of a long time, but my husband is used to it, and sometimes I just have to leave the house, or he has to leave the house. Yeah, to get it. Yeah, that's not surprising, but it's kind of funny. I've had yeah. women go through that when their husbands retire, mm. or you know, like yeah, I can handle you nights and mornings but 24 7 that's a lot of togetherness
2: <laughs> <laughs> so true so true so like I don't have little little kids so it it doesn't really affect me as much as some others like my kids are upstairs now doing their distance learning but um you know I have twin boys who are 11 a daughter's 13 a daughter who's 18 you know nice. I, I have a 21 year old too but he he has his own apartment but so so like Dealing with the moms with the smaller kids. Like, I got a lot of feedback about that too. Like, they're home, they're trying to deal with work, the husband's messing up their routine, and the kids are like on their lap trying to look in the Zoom camera and stuff. So.
1: Wait, you got muted.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think the wire must be loose over here because every time I tap it, it shuts off.
1: Either that, or you, or you have a critic in your technology. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because it's like every time my leg, because like I, I fidget, so every time my leg touches the wire, it is oh, annoying okay. me. So I'll slide my chair over a little bit. <laughs> All right, yeah. So like, so what what would be your advice for someone? In that scenario, you know, like any setup tips or like, you know, should like they meditate before? Like what kind of advice do you have?
1: <laughs> With, well, I actually can, can picture a client. Uh, I was leading that workshop I told you about to her whole company and her four-year-old came in. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things is that people have relaxed about what's business and what's not. So if the kids come in, then the kids come in. We've seen yeah. some pretty famous people um, have their children walk in the room in the middle of a big presentation. Yeah, I think a lot of it. I, I'm I'm less in the advice giving business and more in the empowering, making your own decision business. Yeah, which I I call myself a thought partner. I, I'm okay. thinking a thinking partner. So it I am happen to be a huge fan and advocate for meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally really enjoy an app that you can listen to on your phone called Headspace. I've probably that. been using it for about 10 years. And what's interesting is that I probably would say I was pretty good at listening to it maybe five days out of seven or ten days out of fourteen. And it's 10 minutes. It's it's 1% of our day. I listened to it. It really helps to add a habit to another habit. So I added it after breakfast because I'm going to eat breakfast every day. The point is when COVID happened, I wasn't getting as much calm from it. And then I realized that I needed to try doing it consistently every single day. And the app tracks your running streak. So um, I missed it one day when I was at like 90 days and I was like, oh, broke my record. Right now I'm at about 175 days and the consistency makes a big difference. Yes. I think for moms dealing with that, there's a lot of figuring out who else is in the house. How can you share the responsibility? Where can you get help? How can you, how flexible is it for you with your company, with your organization to design your day and your work hours around your life so that you might work at night when the kids are in bed. You might be able to time it for when they nap. That you, it really, just like you did, it takes a lot of creativity. Yes. Maybe there's a way to have them busy on the floor. They're with you, but they're engaged. It's um. It's a big challenge. I think that flexibility and creativity and Asking for help, which is not always easy for women, I think, especially. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: I feel personality type matters as well, because as you know, there's there's leaders, workers, thinkers and (laughs) feelers. So someone who's super, super organized, like for someone like me, I am not super organized. I am very abstract. I can adapt on a dime. But there's people who just that's just not their makeup. So yeah. I think I think that's a that's a tougher, a tougher sell for someone who's used to seven o'clock I do this, seven thirty I do yeah. this, and this belongs here, and now you got kids, you know, coloring on your desk and you got the husband saying, Where's this? and <laughs> you know, so like for that person, that's a that's a tougher challenge. Cause I think the might,
1: a new schedule. It, it's possible to create a new general schedule. Yeah. I think that this experience has stretched a lot of us yeah. to modified it to say, well, what serves me best now under these circumstances, how can I get my fix for schedule? Where can I schedule? How can I, I, I sometimes take a nap in the middle of the day. I mean, energy, energy is different. Yeah. Um, getting to bed earlier. There's a lot of things that, that drain us. There's one of the core pieces around this workshop. And I actually, I, I got a handout here cause I just delivered it yesterday. So I can kind of show you, see these four vases. Yes. So they're labeled P I E S. And I put a flower in each vase. So flowers need water to stay alive. So in each vase, measuring, P is for physical, on a 1 to 10 scale. How do I feel right now physically? Now, for me, I think I can answer um, about a 9. Maybe on another day, it's a 6. And then to go through, I as intellectual, am I understimulated, overstimulated? Have I been... Pouring over spreadsheets and my brain hurts. E is for emotional. How am I feeling emotionally? And that one's interesting because we could have lost a family member. I, I attended two virtual funerals this week, actually not related to COVID. But the fact that I had to watch them on, on a screen is stressful. Yes. And you so you can have things going on and not be super happy but you kind of understand the emotion you're feeling and it makes sense and you can still be a 10. And then the S is for spiritual, which a lot of people define differently. Um, For me, it's a sense of connection to yourself, connection to humanity. And if you believe in a higher power, a connection to higher power. So when you assess physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, how you're feeling, you can adjust. And it's on us. Another part of it is to know what drains you, like consistently drains you, like TV news, mm-hmm. like argument arguing, arguments maybe that could be avoided. Yeah, um, yeah. a friend that not getting complaining, not getting enough exercise. All those things are drains. Yeah, and if you can anticipate what replenishes you, what consistently gives you joy, like you can just count on it. Yeah, I I could just call up one of my grandkids, and I'm like, okay, I'm back, I'm back. So it's monitoring those energy levels and putting some things in place that maybe you you always needed, but it's exaggerated now. The yeah,
2: lack of yeah. it, you really
1: yeah. feel. Yeah,
2: this yeah, taught, this you, taught you, you that you really yeah. needed. You know? Can, yes. Can you turn your volume down a little? Yeah. Yeah. Good. To- the kickbacks throwing me off. Like, okay, I'll give you. I'll give you a quick story about adaptability.
1: <laughs> We're just audibly challenged today.
2: <laughs> every time, every time I shift, I hit the wire. But uh, my oldest daughter and I, we went to Florida a couple of weeks ago, and so I oh. lived. I live in Rhode Island, and we flew out of Boston, which is about an hour away to uh, the airport. Okay. So. So a couple of days prior, I had went to the bank, got out some cash, and uh, I paid the rent to my landlord. And you know, also so got the cash, you know, left it in the envelope, dropped, dropped it off. So the morning comes, we're all well packed, we're ready, we're amped. Like our flight was supposed to leave at 6. We're going to be down in Orlando by 9.30, and we're just going to be out there in the sun. So I get to the place where I'm dropping off the rental car, and I get my wallet, I look, and like... I don't have my license. I'm like, I'm like, I don't ever take out my license. So I go back to the car. I'm searching all throughout the car, and like maybe it fell out or something, and it didn't fall out. So was, and then it hit me, I left it in the bank envelope. <laughs> so so when I paid my landlord, I never took the license out. And so looking at, at my daughter, I was like, all right, let's head back home. I said, I'll reach out to Tom. I'll cancel that flight. We'll see about getting a different flight. And so we drove the hour back home. I'm texting my landlord, texting him, texting him, try, tried calling because this is at like 10 or 5 in the morning. So like I don't want to call him that early. So yeah. I just text him like, you know, maybe he'll get up around 7, 7.30. You know, I'm like there's a flight that leaves at 12.35. And I'm not hearing from him. I'm not hearing from him. So now I'm Googling like, can I get on the plane with a replacement license receipt? Because I'll just call the call the DMV, or I mean, go online to the DMV, renew it, and then I'm calling the rental car place. They say they don't take it. I'm like, oh Lord. And so I just remained calm. I was like, and we're just gonna put positive vibes out there, you know. So, so my daughter, she's like, I'm gonna take a nap. She's like, just wake me up when I need to be up, you know. So, I, I ended up getting the license renewal, still haven't heard from the landlord. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to head back up to Boston and we're going to plead our case. So I printed out the receipt. So the rent, the where I dropped off the car, that was fine. Going through TSA, that that was fine. Because lo and behold, I had my old license in the car, which I don't know oh. how. I don't know how, but the one that, that expired, it was in the car. So they scanned that and then they signed off on my my receipt. But the guy even told me, Chances are they're not going to take that at at you know for a rental car in Orlando. I said, "All right, but you said chances are, so that means there's a chance." <laughs> so that, a chance. That, that's just the way my mind works. And that's so we, good. Yeah, so we end up getting down there, and I called them. I called the the main number to uh, Ace Rental Car, and they're like, "Well, you'll have to go there and you know tell them what's going on." And I said to her, "I said, but is there a chance?" She's like, "Oh yeah, there's a chance." And I looked at my daughter and I said, we're getting that car, you know? And so we get there. I played my case. I had my birth certificate, my social security card. Like I had so many different forms of ID and we ended up getting the car. So, it, I mean, it took us hours later, but a lot of people would have just given up.
1: That's determination. You know, it's <laughs> positive thinking, determination. You got some law of attraction in there. Yep making the making the best of it and and that that you really are the um well i don't know why i can't think of the term i want but (laughs) just in the moment crisis thinking on your feet yes that's
2: it yes all those years of management
1: (laughs) 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 management you and being a dad dad of five
2: that you've got to figure out
1: figuring yeah. things out in the moment
2: yep, yep. <laughs> all right so no, normally we go an hour but I have a meeting it actually started at eleven thirty, but they're gonna let me join late. okay um, with uh the government and the reopening of gyms so they're, they're only allowing four four gym owners on this call and I'm one well, and that's
1: pretty cool then you need to get there
2: oh no we well we still got a couple minutes so I want to all right how can people how can people get in touch with you
1: my website is inspiredchoice.com, and I'm on LinkedIn, and I look forward to talking to anyone, any way that I can help.
2: Nice. All right, so describe Inspired Choice. Like, what types of things do you do? Let's go into a, li- do a little more detail.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. So I, it is a big focus on working with women who are feeling stressed and know their employees need help. And helping those women executives to get personal help. Very often they need someone impartial, like I said, a thinking partner. And to help their employees. That can be done through the kind of workshops I'm delivering right now. That one of them teaches that PIES tool. That's the handout I showed you. Mm -hmm. And it's really a lot about helping women to speak up, to ask for help, to set limits, as in a way that takes care of them because so often women are putting other people first. And it's, um, it's interesting and it's a much longer conversation. Women have for decades tried to fit into the masculine patriarchal system, the hierarchy of the way businesses are organized and the way measure with the way success is measured. And I'm really helping women to do it their way. Yes. and uh, to be the one that nurtures and cares, and using creativity and intuition, and it's a business success story. Nice. So it's really a lot of a lot of fun.
2: I love it. It sounds it. It sounds it. So what? What? Like, do you have different types of workshops that you do?
1: Yes. Um, currently, I'm really focused on two that are about. The first one is about this Pi's tool and about understanding the impact that all that long, long, long list of stressful things that 2020 has brought that you started with, and the yes. impact on us and how you can take better care of yourself to reduce stress and increase resilience. And the second one is fascinating. It's about our thinking patterns that go from how we respond to a trigger to the thought we have, the beliefs we hold, which influence us in our assumptions, and then the way that makes us feel, the choices we make, the actions we take, and the results we get. And it's, it's in a loop. So how to break that pattern and understand whichever is the signal. Just suddenly you're feeling a certain way, or suddenly you're thinking about certain things, or you're looking at your results and you're not happy. Yep. And it's I- how to shift that pattern and interrupt it so that you can shift to more positive mindsets. And then I believe it all starts with our mindset. Yeah. Like you in the car on the way home, I'm going to find a way to get us on that flight and we're going to get a car when we get to Florida. That's a mindset. That's a belief. When all the facts and all the evidence around you said, no, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) So this, that second workshop is that kind of focus on mindset and how you can change it because it's, Pretty deeply ingrained in us from a very young age. Yes. I, and then, I I, then I also do some custom workshops. It just depends on what the organization needs. There's one I'm doing in January on teaching managers a coach approach to giving feedback. And they're doing performance reviews. And the classic way is, okay, well, here's what you did right. And here's what you need mm-hmm. to improve. Yeah, And it's a lot of telling. Do this, do that. You need to do this. And instead, this is asking. Coaching is asking yes. much more than telling.
2: Yes. I have I have right here on my desk. <laughs> coach, passionate, dedicated individual who unlocks hidden potential and maximizes a team's performance by believing, encouraging, and developing. Wonderful. Yep. It's right there on my desk. My, my clients actually got that for me that's pretty nice yeah my gym peeps it's like I take it's it's funny because a lot of the people that I have on here it's like we're all in the same space there's just different avenues you know it's different avenues because like everything that you just described is part of my on my onboarding program with my gym clients and when I'm yeah, doing and with my coaching clients too like I say the same thing you know different lingo but I always say break I, I say break the cycle. You know, it was like break the cycle. Like the stuff that's in your sub your subconscious mind is driving your actions. Until you break the cycle, you're gonna stay in the same hamster wheel of problems.
1: You know, I once heard a, a coach I really admire use this concept that, I mean, if you and I were sitting in a in an auditorium filled with ten thousand coaches, that the people we work with need to be they're listening. It's as if it's as if all of us as coaches have a dog whistle that only certain people
2: can yes. hear.
1: Yes. Yep. And we need to learn our – we don't know who we're going to learn our lessons from, even in terms of big names like Deepak Chopra or Oprah or um, Eckhart Tolle. Just someone comes along and says it in a way that you need to hear it and yes. it helps you understand it. So and true. the chemistry is there, and it just works. It's so, so true you know, even for any of your moms or your clients who are listening, your listeners who are in job search, which is a really challenging thing right now. It, there can be quote unquote competition that's intimidating you. It just takes you, you have the special sauce and that can click with an employer, a hiring manager who says this combination of personality and background and skill, and energy. Yes, I want that. I love
2: it. All right, I had someone on, this is a a while ago, this woman from Trinidad and Tobago, and Mm -hmm. we were discussing race relations. So I asked her, I said, so, you know, what does the BLM movement mean to you? You know, she kind of, you know, was fidgety and stuff, and just tell me what it means to you. I said, I'm not searching for a particular answer. I said, I just want to know what it means to you. And she's like, well, you know, systemic racism. And I was like, okay, so what is that? And so she says, I feel if I apply for a job and I I walk in and there's a white person there that they have a better chance of getting the job. And so I said to her, I said, what's the key word in that sentence? Feel. You said, I feel. I said, you walked into that room and defeated yourself. I said, me, I'm cut from a different cloth. I said I can walk in a room and there could be a hundred white people, and or any any race for that matter. And I'll say yeah. you guys are all fighting for second because I plan on going in and slam dunking this interview. <laughs> it, it, it's all a mindset, all of it. Yeah, you know. So I know that's a different example, but like I said, but it's the same. It's the same end goal. You know, it's your
1: belief. It's your yeah. belief.
2: Yeah, you program that subconscious mind. To do what you want to do, you block out the noise, you block out the negative people, you block out the media, you block out all that stuff, and then the sky's the limit. Beyond the sky is the limit, you know. Yeah. People forget; yeah. people have landed on the moon, <laughs> you know, so you can go beyond the sky.
1: I think I think we radiate a vibration, yeah, for how we're feeling. And so when you you've you've had that happen, I'm sure most of your listeners have, where you walk in a room. And you just feel, you feel something or you ask someone, how are you? But you can tell they're not okay. And they just say, oh, I'm fine. Yes. So it's when you come in and radiate, I'll do whatever it takes. I really want to, you need me in your organization. Yep. And I know I'm, I've read the description. We're going to have a conversation. The more I hear, the more I know I'm, I'm really a good fit. I'm your candidate. Yep. You can stop looking. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And, and people, people want that confidence. I don't want so, somebody coming and saying, "Yeah, you know, I'm an okay salesperson." I, I want, I want somebody to walk in and be like, "You know what? I went through your website. I love what you stand for. I can sell your products. I'll be your best salesperson." I'd be like, "Woo!" <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. You know,
1: <laughs> I love your energy, Robert.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, I do have to run now, so let me get on this okay. call. Thank you very much Love for joining. Visit.
1: Great conversation. Thank yes. you. My Thanks pleasure.
2: All righty. Take care. All right, I'm just gonna remove you for now. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning in. All right, this was Gail and you can you can uh, reach out to her inspiredchoice.com. Right, go to the website, check it out. Anything resonates with with you? Reach out. Okay, so. If um, you're just tuning in late, backtrack, listen to everything. We covered a lot. We unpacked a lot. It'll be helpful for you. It'll be motivational, educational, entertaining, and transformational. So remember to break through those obstacles in your life. Shut up and grind. Get the job done. Reach your goal. Have a great day.
0: You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind.